Today we talk about a job shrouded in mystery with our friend Colin Yoder. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads Podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lehman. Joel. Andy. You, walk, you look like you've been traveling. Yes, I have. Andy, I, uh, I walked in cornfields. I heard voices. Oh. And uh, renewed my bromance with <laughs> famed actor Kevin Costner. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I uh, spent a little time in good old Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, everyone... <laughs> everyone... Can't get enough of Dyersville, Iowa. Never been. Yep, uh, as uh, many have not. But uh, for those of you that are in the know and uh, and are big fans of the 1989 classic film Field of Dreams, that's where we spent our uh, weekend. Did a little baseball tournament out there. Got to play catch with my kid on the Field of Dreams, that that uh, historic sweet. movie site. So that was super fun. Uh, Played some good baseball games, got some wins in, uh, lost to the semifinal with a hard-fought battle, and then I got done with that, and we got in the car, and we drove straight here to the studio, and uh, here we are, fresh, fresh out of the minivan. So, oh, yeah. So you, you guys you, are the first. You guys are the first uh, sight that I get to see coming off of a multi-hundred miles. Oh, I'm, drive. I'm so glad though that we're the first person you think of when you come home. I just, and, it feels at home. I feel at yeah. home now. Like things are all gonna be okay, Andy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. I'm so glad yeah, glad for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, hey, guys, uh, we wanted to remind you that this episode is brought to you by That Story Show. Hello, I'm James Kennison, and I host a clean-cut comedy podcast called That Story Show, where we put your hilarious real-life stories and anecdotes in the spotlight. In other words, you send in your stories, and we share them with the world. We tell stories about embarrassing moments, miscommunications, people trying to get into the wrong cars, silly things kids say, goofy stuff our pets do, you know, stuff we can all relate to and laugh at. So listen and find out how you can send in your own stories to be read on an upcoming episode. Find that story show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or just say, Alexa, play that story show. Hope to hear from you soon. Uh, that story show with our good friend James Kennison. Uh, check it out, people. Uh, it's worth a good giggle. And uh, you, you know when he does that when he does that little commercial there. Uh, I once did get into a vehicle that was not mine. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about it? Well, the Toyota Sienna is, is our minivan, and there's many, many a Siennas oh, yeah. out there, right? Like it is the it's the swagger wagon for the large family. Like that's that's the thing, right? And I'm coming out of Walmart. I had parked very, very close to this one, but you know, like you're, you're like, oh, it's in this area, right? Like you're just whatever. Hit the unlock button on the key fob. Did it unlock? So here's the deal. Either the people did not lock their vehicle. And so when I did it, it didn't, you know, it didn't actually do anything, but sure. Go open the door, sit down in the driver's seat. And I look next to me and there's like a woman's scarf in the passenger seat. And I'm like, that is not my scarf. And that's not my wife's scarf. And then I just have this moment of this is not my vehicle. And I'm like, and so I just very quickly get out, close the, close the door and then turned. And then ours was just like literally right behind me, like the right, the next. Oh man, home. that's it's, tough. But it happens. Wow, wow. It happens. It could have been a real scene. Especially, <laughs> yeah, if, especially if someone else had been in that right, vehicle. That would have been that would have been a scary time. And I've heard of that happening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, so, did you have the groceries in the in the van? So I just had one bag. Oh. Thankfully, so it was like because I like <laughs> we went to like that's how I saw it in this, the passenger seat. Because I went to sit it in the passenger seat. Oh, and I'm right. like, I'm like, this is not my stuff. And this van is is clearly not occupied by four children because it was also <laughs> way cleaner than, right. than ours. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Joel, before we get into tonight, I do want to remind you also that uh, this show is brought to you by our patrons. So if you want to be a patron supporter of us, head over to patreon.com slash dudes and dads podcast and you can monthly support us. You know, you know, you want to support us. We'll get the swag. We've got new swag that we're developing as we speak. Uh, Guys, uh, we uh, we would do this job for free. In fact, we actually do. Uh, (laughs) But we do have a few expenses that uh, come along our way. We had to keep the lights on uh, both literally and metaphorically and uh, would love it if you could partner with us. So thanks so much for all your support. And if you are watching live, we are broadcasting live tonight on YouTube. 
And so if you are watching a live comment and we will get that comment on the show tonight. Ooh, so yeah. send in your comments. Yeah, we love it. Oh so. my goodness. Gosh. Well, we, before we go any further, we want to welcome Colin Yoder. Colin. And uh, to here, to our show. Yes. There we go. To this place. To this place. <laughs> to the studio. To the so, airwaves. Yes, Colin, yes. hello. Good to have you here. Hey, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, yeah. See. Uh, for now. Yeah, for now. For, for, until we get to the dudes and dads. Podcast. That's the thing. You know, people, uh, they, they come in here and they're always so excited and we're excited to have them. And then they, at some level, disclose their reservations about uh about about the show right uh mostly because we're we're hard-hitting we're a hard-hitting show we ask all the really riveting questions tear people down to their very core and then maybe build them up by the end (laughs) uh but no seriously uh colin uh we're just gonna have a chat and it's gonna be lovely and uh the thing is i i did the cold opening uh because i said hey we want someone who has a job that is both interesting but like we think that everyone can relate to in some in some way, shape, or fashion. Um, and so we're like, who do we? Who's our friend? Who's got something that's got like who's just a little bit off the beaten path? You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not saying that Colin himself is off the beaten path. Uh, some would argue. Appreciate that. <laughs> but, Thank you. But but we're always. Uh, we're always interested in hearing people's stories of like what they what they do. That this is something that's a little bit di- a little bit different. Yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. So let's just start. Let's just start here, Colin. Uh, we always like to do what we call the dad stats. So you get to tell us about like tell us about yourself, your family, um, kind of your background, all of uh, that sort. Of, like what you do. Let the cat that cat out of the bag, and then we're just going to do a deep dive. And I'm going to ask all the. Uh, I'm just going to ask all the questions that I can think to ask. And then Andy will think of all the questions that he can think to ask. And by the end of this, what was a mystery before hopefully will be slightly all revealed. Maybe less. Uh, it's a tell all. Yeah. It's a tell all episode. Man, we're promising a lot. Here we go. So Colin, tell us about yourself, my friend. Well, if I'd have known this was going to be recorded on YouTube, I wouldn't have worn this shirt. Um, no, that I, shirt no, is I like that shirt. perfect. <laughs> it's uh, okay. it says, uh, it says I'm professional, but I'm here to, I'm here to party. So good. Okay, well, I'll tell you, I'll start with my family. Yes. I've got a, a wife. Her name's Mackenzie. Uh, we've been married for almost 12 years. Almost 12. Almost when's, 12 when's, years. The, when's the anniversary? September. Okay. Mental note. September 18. Yeah, I'm just, you Coming know, men- no, I, whenever someone says it on the show, I'm like, I just try to like remind them like, Hey, I've asked you this so that it is in your mind so yes. that you can be preparing. Yeah. So yes. no, it's good that forget. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It is good that you know. Thinking ahead. You know what? I, I feel like. Is there, I think it's 50-50 with our guests here when we ask them the anniversary. Some do the hesitation, some know right away. So for, for me, it's usually, it's usually like, I can tell you the date, but I can't tell you how many years. That's the But problem. we just hit oh, 18, go. so I know that right offhand. Now, I so. hope that sticks. That's good. good. Yes. So yeah, uh, wife Mackenzie, um, daughter Natalie, she's eight. She's going to be nine soon. Mm. So she's going to be going into third grade. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Growing up quickly. Yeah. So it is... The three of us, plus our two cats, and they're very important members of the family. I was going to say, are, you, are yeah. you specifically, I had a long discussion this past weekend with a few families about our cat situation, uh, because everyone has a cat story, good, bad, or it goes a lot of different ways. Would you, would you guys say that you're cat people? Oh, absolutely. 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 Uh, you've never regretted being cat people? Um. I have. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. This is the man that yeah. this is the man that I need to hear from I right have. here. Yeah. If if it were if it were up to the girls, we'd have more. 16 cats. You'd be like really yeah. cat wow. people. Yeah. So, wow. okay. We've hmm. got the two and the two will do. So, but I love them. Okay. All right. All right. How how old are the cats? Are the cats been around for a little while or They're like 7 and 8. Okay, so they're they're in they're kind of in the mainstream of your family. You kind of all figured each other out. He uh-huh. just did what some of our guests do with their anniversary like, "Uh, it's uh, 7 or 8 years we've been ma- some, somewhere yeah, yeah. around there." He yeah. like seven, he knew the he knew the dates. One right. seven, one's 8. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so you've got some you've got some cats. Uh n- no judgment here. Uh I we now have a cat and as I've told people, we have what I refer to as the COVID cat because because um, I had opposed a cat for so long, but when 2020 hit, my judgment, a lot of things just went out the window. I made some, I made some bad life choices, and the cat was uh, one of them. Uh, 
Uh, Mr. Waffles, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so so Colin uh, and, and we love man Colin's family. What a great yes. What a great bunch of people. We're we're they like we, we love you guys so much. You're Thanks. you're you're a good time. Um, the the thing that we want the the mis, the mysterious part because I hope you're all picking up. I'm like Colin is a normal dude. He's a dude. He's a dad. He's a he's a normal kind of guy. But yet he has a profession um, that that I mean, not too many people have. It is mm-hmm. it's a you'd consider it a unique profession. Yeah, correct? that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Good. For sure. So I want you to tell us about what you do. Okay. And then I want you to tell us how in the world was it that you came to do the thing that you're doing? Because my senses and recollection this that was not always mm-hmm. the career path for you, right. as you saw it. Right. So yeah, I um. <clears throat> so I'm a, a what I call myself a funeral director. Yes, and that's that's is that what the, other people call you? Uh, no. Okay. Undertakers. Yes. Morticians, Perfect. Uh, We're gonna get. All I, I want to get into so. jargon in a minute. You can help clarify. So but, yeah. Okay. So that's what I would call myself. Yes. A funeral, funeral director. director. Okay. And so I'm a funeral director. I work at Yoder Kalp Funeral Home, um, and I've been doing that for a long time now. How, uh, how long have you been at Yoder Kalp? Twenty years. Oh okay. my word! Almost. Yeah. Now, not quite all of that full time, but wow. Yeah. So I've been there a long time now. And, but like you said, I wasn't, it wasn't one of those things that I knew I was going to do right away. Now it's obviously, it's a family business. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my dad has worked there for for a number of years, but I went through um, high school and college sort of door wide open to, you know, what, what the possibilities may be. Yeah. Um, and really what ended up happening was I got sick of working at the golf course. <laughs> and so like once, as, as one does. <laughs> so one summer, you know, I just said, Hey, you know, dad, I, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to have a little bit of a job, sure. you know, get, get paid a little bit to, yeah. to do something. You got anything there that, that I could do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He had all kinds of things for me to do. Let me let me ask you. Um, so that's how I got. Yeah, that's got, that's got how you got that. plugged in. Yeah. it's it's because it is. A, and I I also want to ask because I'm interested about the family dynamic of just the 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 funeral business as mm-hmm. it as it is because there's definitely there's you know it kind of is a generational thing. But were you were you the kid that were was like listen, I dad's got this bit got got this business and I I just don't want to. Mm. Like, I don't want the, was it, cause some kids are like, I don't want the handout of like, oh, my dad's going to get me a job. Like I want to do, I want to do my own thing. Uh, what was your relationship growing up with what your, with what your father did? Yeah. I look back on it now and I don't think I knew as, as much as maybe my daughter knows. Like okay. I, I don't, yeah. I don't remember knowing quite what it was my dad did. Gotcha. So it was a little bit of a, you know mystery to me in that regard. Gotcha. It wasn't really until I was older, maybe in high school that I really sort of clicked with me. What's going on here? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, yeah. and what's yeah. funny about that is, is that, you know, I, I followed him around, you know, all the time yeah. growing up, even mm-hmm. as a six, seven, eight year old kid, you know, my, uh, in the summers or whatever, he'd take me out running errands and we'd have a donut or whatever in the lounge and, you know, those kinds of things. But I still yeah. it didn't really know exactly what was going on so as a kid are you hanging out at the funeral home well sometimes yeah sometimes that's, not not a lot but that's that's still an interesting yeah. like a, it's an interesting situation i think to be in as, right as well in at six and seven you, you, again like you were saying you probably don't really right. fully grasp what's happening there so for you it's just that we're at work with that yeah i mean somebody had to watch me for a couple hours so i'm, <laughs> I'm following my dad around i mean right yeah <laughs> yeah so okay so you, 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 your dad's in your dad's in the biz he's in the business uh-huh. and uh it, was he first generation funeral director or is that even it goes back even farther it goes back even farther so my uh his my grandpa so my dad's dad and then my dad's uncle okay so there were two brothers yeah they they built and started the funeral home okay. back in 1954 man all right and wow. so then my dad and his brother were second generation. Gotcha. And now I'm third generation. Wow. So, and here's the deal. Many third generation yeah. is, is when it stops. I know. Do you, uh, right now, does your daughter have any interest? Do you, do you know, have you had, have you had the conversation? Well, 
I mean, maybe. So my approach to it is, I hope, going to be very similar to what my dad's was. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no pressure to, to go, I want you to work here and I sure. want you to do this. It was none of that. It was all my own um, seeking that out. Now, the thing that she likes to do, Natalie, is she likes to play funeral director, like, oh. on, the, like on the phone. Oh, gotcha. oh. So, because, you know, okay. answering the phone is a big part of our show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it, if it rings at, at eight o'clock at night, sitting on the couch right we're reading a book or doing whatever i gotta answer the phone mm -hmm, yeah you know and so she's she's heard all that those kinds of things and so that's one of the things that she likes to do she t takes a little phone out and she she sort of practices you know? gotcha. she's yoder called funeral home this is natalie <laughs> she's getting the phone oh, presence wow. down yeah, yeah and you know yeah I, and, and she kind of makes up the conversation and she does a great job. I mean, I'm sure. I think we can get her, can hire get her. her on the payroll here pretty soon. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I, I yeah. don't know whether she, yeah. Yeah. she will or not, but she has fun with it. Now, now, does your wife do things involved with the funeral home too, or does she have a, a job outside of that? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. She does. No, she does work at the funeral home. And so her and I are both licensed funeral directors. Okay. Yeah. And we both went to mortuary school at the same time. Uh, so we met each other there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's this, interesting. This is yeah. what I love. This and is what I love about their story. So that's, that's how it worked out. And yeah. so we were, by the time school was over, we were pretty serious. Yeah. And um, she moved to the area and we got her hooked in. She actually didn't work at our funeral home. Okay. At first she worked in Napanee for about 10 years. Okay. Um, and now recently she's, she's been working part-time gotcha. for us, maybe the last two or three years. Gotcha. What, um, as I think so many of us would ask, uh, the dynamic of working with your spouse, um, what, what have you guys had to figure out in order to make that, that work well? Yeah. Well, I think overall it's gone well. Mm -hmm. I think the, uh, the, the, the thing to know is, is that we've all got our own methods, right? And manners and sure. how, how we may. Yeah. And so you've got to kind of let people do do their thing their own way gotcha mm -hmm. and so but it's been good mm, we awesome. actually share yeah. a little office space now <laughs> that's so nice yeah and so we, we get along and and you know we get to eat lunch together and uh, oh. well and I, I think you know we've talked with people before on the show who you know have had spouses work with them but not only does your spouse work but then your dad also works there too uh, so it's, it's like a full what like, a family, family yes. get together yeah a so and, and you were telling me before the show that like it's gone well like uh -huh. being a family business like it's actually gone really well it yeah. has yeah and I, I would just i would just say primarily in my in my pastoral work we've i think most of the funerals that i've been associated with have been most of them have been connected with yoder culp and um we're I, I will just say we, we've just been so incredibly impressed mm -hmm. again and again with the professionalism with with how you guys handle things and 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 again I just I've just been super I I think you guys have a real legacy for sure of of because it's a service to this community mm -hmm. too we've said it again and again especially in my time here at uh, at Clinton Frame um, really consider what you guys do to be a vital ministry to the community because sure. when in one way or another, uh, I guess you could say most people are going to interact with either you, you guys or, or another funeral home mm -hmm. of, some, of some sort. It will, there will come a, there will come a time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it is, uh, it, it's just such a reassuring, I think it's a real blessing, um, that, uh, that you guys have the, I think probably the fi family dynamic comes into play mm -hmm. in that just the, the, the approach and the family understanding to to caring for people so well. So I, I did, that was my plug for uh, just what they do. Thank Cause I, I, yeah. I really, I'm a full believer. I mean, yes. Yeah. 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 The experiences. Yes. Same, yeah. Same here. Super, 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 super good. Um, so, okay. So you're, but you're, so you're, but your initial educational background was not toward mortuary school was after was you had after. finished a bachelor's degree, yeah. right? Cause yeah. you were at Bluffton, at Bluffton. right? So you were, were you on, you did like a Bible ministry degree program. Yes. Am I remembering this I did, correctly? Yeah. I got a religion degree with a Bible focus. So okay. did you, yeah. did you feel like, like pastoral work was in your future? I, I don't know that. I don't know that I would say that. Okay. I sort of toyed with the idea of going to, to doing more school. Okay. Um, Cause I thought if I was going to do anything in that field, it, it may have been higher level teaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have a lot of respect and appreciation for pastors, but there's a lot of things out there that I think I would have trouble 
being able to handle or sure. deal with. It's in, and you, you know, know, I mean, hmm. keeping a keeping an entire church happy seems like a big job. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. D- depends on the church, but you could say that. Yeah, that's that seems. It's so interesting though, Colin, because I think from my like the flip for me is I see what you guys do. I mean, there's so much of a pastoral component uh-huh. to what you guys do, right? It primarily, like I get the benefit of, yes, I am interacting with people maybe on the worst day of their life, but I also get the benefit of like being with them on like the best day of their life when, when a child is born or when they're, you know, for their wedding or like anniversary stuff or things like that. So, so it's like, okay, I get that, that kind of the, uh, that balancing, whatever, but for you, for you guys, um, like you do funerals. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. So they're, they're in built into what you're doing is a care for someone that is going, that is going through a loss. I, so I just, I, it's funny to me for you just to say like, Oh, there's things that I just don't know that I could, like I could handle. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could only be on that side well, of the coin. So I was really fortunate uh, in my starting out sort of years that, that I had a number of, of good experiences with people. Um, and that, those, those experiences were kind of the things that sort of drove me into gotcha. really being serious about, mm-hmm. about going to mortuary school, for yeah. example, because I was in college, hadn't made up my mind yet. Yeah. Am I going to go to mortuary school? Am I not? I'm not sure. And I was able to have uh, a moment that I'll never forget of just a, a, a woman and her son um, just in tears, uh, hugging me and thanking me for, for, what it was we were doing yeah Mm -hmm. and it was like that that experience was like Mm. you know i i could really do something that that can make a difference Mm -hmm. in someone's life and it can be it can it can turn a tough situation and and it can become positive in a way Mm -hmm. yep and 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 so you can help somebody sort of through that and and there's a lot of emotional satisfaction and and gain Mm -hmm. in that and um that's really what pushed me gotcha yeah so so speaking of of kind of caring for people in their time of need. What are some of the things that you are mindful of when a family comes to you and, and needs to have your yeah. services? Well, you want to always sort of be mindful of the dynamic. Sure. Um, and so especially when it's a group of people that maybe you don't know very well, uh, you, try to, you try to start kind of slow and sort of figure out w- what are the family dynamics sure. here. Some families are very well put together and there's no issues and everyone's there and they're on the same page. And then other times, um, not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're not, maybe they don't get along at all. And, um, when there's second marriages and divorces and so you're always mindful of what it is you're saying and how it is you're going to say it. Yeah. Um, you just want to be careful with, in how you speak to people. Yeah. Sure. Um, cause there are some things you don't want to say, you know, when they come through the door, you know, you don't greet them. Hey, how you doing today? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, so you're, you're sort of always mindful <laughs> right, of, right, of right. How, how it is you're going to interact with somebody and you want to be sensitive to that situation. That's good. Yeah. There's a uh, pastorally and, and most people don't mean it. Don't mean we, we've, we've said our things on this show too. When we're, we're talking about like grief and loss and things like that, like some people mean well, but there's a lot of dumb things that people that people yeah. say in those moments of those moments of grief and i and i know that i have i to your exact point i'm just always trying to like take a moment and i think it's just a good just good advice for anybody yeah. if you're if you're dealing if you're working with talking to meeting with whatever the case is someone that's gone through a, gone through a loss take just a second mm-hmm. and think of what what's the what's the best thing for me to say in this moment and, and what, and what should I avoid? And it, and it always is. I, I just think it's like that, that just taking that second and stepping back can do a lot to, uh, to help a person because, um, we, we get, we get into that situation. We haven't thought about it ahead of time. And like the first thing I, the first thing that pops into our mind is probably not the right, is probably not the right, right. thing. I, I, yeah. I so often think so. Okay. So this, um, we we talked about all the different uh you know all the different terminologies um because you graduated with a bachelor's degree and then you went on to mortuary school because because the uh which this is a good thing uh there is there is a licensing requirement mm-hmm. there's an educational and licensing requirement so first of all 
how long does it take you to go through mortuary school? Like what's the, what's the course there? Okay. So mortuary school self, mortuary school itself is a two year track. Okay. 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 So out of high school or whatever. So you could, you can go right in, go right in and it's okay. a two year track. Gotcha. So you're, you're looking at a year of kind of general education mm-hmm. at the college level and then a year of mortuary studies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that, that's your two years in end up with an associate's degree. So I Colin, can so. you tell, can you tell us, cause this is where I want to, I want to peel back the mystery. Right. I want to, I, I, cause I'm, and I think, I think it's okay and good to be curious about this without being weird about it. Uh-huh. But like in the mortuary science side of, side of things, like what are you learning? What sort of, what sort of things are you, because you're like, I'm guessing you're working on cadavers and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. So what are the, what are the kind of the, the, the foundational things that like you need to be able, cause I'm guessing that by the way, not everybody can, not everybody can hack it. Right. 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 Yeah. So we showed up first week of school. We've got 75 people in our class. Okay. Two weeks into school, we've got 45. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. so I think it was a lot of people recognizing, mm, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Sure. But so course wise to answer that question, it's um, they break it down sort of in, into two parts, which they call like an arts side and mm-hmm. a science side. Mm, okay. So some of the arts things are, are more of along the lines of grief work, mm-hmm. interacting with people, how you're having conversations, mm-hmm. yep. you know, sort of going down that road because mm-hmm. that's a, that's a tough thing sure, to do. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the sciences is, is probably the things that people think of more. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're learning embalming, we're learning blood tracing, we're learning, um, some restorative arts mm-hmm. kinds of things. I yeah. mean, every one of us had to have a, a clay head that we yeah. had to, to make, mm-hmm. yep. design it after somebody, you know, their likeness. Um, and so we're, we're doing those kinds of things too, you know, what, how far up, apart should eyes be and and what are the dimensions of between your your lips and your nose yeah and, you know so kind of studying that 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 part of that so that if you're recreating something or if you're posing something you right you know where things should sure. go right i i i think reese so i'll just say from like personal experience where i were someone who, who has been mm, the nature of their death has been relatively traumatic mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. And you're always, and you're always wondering, you have the conversation, will this be an open casket? Will it be a closed casket? Because sometimes the damage is so, is so extent is so extensive, right? That mm-hmm. there, there are limitations to that. How, how do you guys make the determination? Like what, what is the, what is the process by which you go through mm-hmm. to say like, like, okay, like this is a, this is a possibility that we can, we can, because it's helpful for the family, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I just, from a pastoral standpoint, know to be able to see the body and have that closure, some clo- yeah, and, closure and to work there. for that is, is helpful. And I'm guessing that is, that's always the goal with you guys. Mm-hmm. If, if possible, mm-hmm. what's the conversation like, what's the, what are the determine like, how do you determine moving forward in that kind of, that kind of a situation? Yeah. So we're always determining, um, we're having to get permission from somebody mm-hmm. um, on whether or not we're going to be doing embalming or not. Okay. And so embalming is the key to that, to that okay, viewing sure. time. Okay. So if we can secure that permission, then we'll go ahead and, and, and do what it is we need to do. Mm-hmm. And when it is those traumatic sort of circumstances, we try to be very upfront with people, yep. you know, about that and say, there's, there is some damage here. We're going to do the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our goal is usually to get at least one person or, or two or three people from that family group to come in and, and, and view that body I see. and okay. sort of therefore then be able to kind of make that determination like, Hey, you know, this actually looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're pleased with that. We think this is something that people can come and, mm-hmm. and, and see. Yeah. Um, that's always the best case scenario. Gotcha. Uh, there are other times where it, it doesn't go that way. Yeah. But, but at least we're offering that time then for those people that need to see. Yes. Sure. And then it's not so much a public thing, but maybe just a private, private thing. Yeah. That makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. So that's kind of how we try to. Yeah. And I think that's the part of like, people don't think about the, there isn't, there is a, as you said, kind of an artistic mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had if your, your wife, I've heard what I've heard people say of your wife is that she does some of the, some like even for like, for women, like, 
some of the best like cosmetic work that they've like mm-hmm. that they've ever seen, which is a which is a really I mean, I guess in her profession, like that's a high, I think mm-hmm. a high yeah. compliment mm-hmm. for for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because, again, I mean, let's just face it. We are dealing with people that are deceased, like making them look more lifelike or, you know, you know, put together in an appropriate way mm-hmm. that we're like where. We're at the viewing when people would see them. It wouldn't be a just like their appearance would not be a distraction in that mm-hmm. in that viewing, which I I guess would be the the thing because I've I've for myself been at a family viewing before where and this was a while ago and not anywhere around here just to be to be clear, but like where it's like mm, not that's not good, right. just not good. And it was a distracting it was a distracting experience for the family. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, I, I think it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting connection of the artistic piece of yeah. that being part of the, of the, the closure and the moving on, uh, for, for people. Um, but as you said, okay, so you start off, your class starts off with 75 people. It, you know, is there, is there a, just similar to like a doctor or a surgeon or whatever? Do you think there's a certain, I don't know, is it like a built in skill to be able to handle dead bodies mm-hmm. is there is there just something that like it's like yeah some people don't have the quote-unquote the stomach for it or or whatever the case is is there or is and do you feel that that is something that's like developed mm-hmm. over time or is it like either you got it or you don't well i think people figure out pretty early on you know whether they they mm-hmm. don't have it mm-hmm. um you know there's there's always situations that aren't pleasant yeah and they're they're tough yeah you know Mm -hmm. they're very tough to deal with and and i think part of it is okay professionally uh you know it is our duty to care for Mm -hmm. uh, these remains and so we're going to do it the best that we can and sometimes it's a very hard thing to do yeah Mm. um i think it comes down more to are people sort of programmed to to just to be able to do the work overall Mm -hmm. and and even not so much just with the dealing with the death, but, yeah. but the you've, cause you've got to, you've got to have a passion sure. for it, for you to really be happy doing it Yeah, because it's, it's late nights, it's long weekends, mm-hmm. it's covering holidays. Um, you know, you don't get the summer off. Right. I mean, right. it's just, and that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now we, sh- we, at our funeral home and we have a fairly large staff. I mean, so, we're able to share a lot of those responsibilities, but it's, it's, sure. it's long, hard work Yeah, yeah. Uh, at times. And I think that's the, the piece that some people miss out on mm-hmm. because yeah. when people are at the funeral home, they kind of just see us sort of standing around, right. yeah. shaking hands. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah right. How you do, you know, yeah. right. But yeah. in reality, all that work that went in right. happened mm-hmm. right. Obviously before everybody showed yeah. up. Right. I mean, well, cause people die whenever they die and there isn't a scheduling of that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. So let's just, I'm just in a kind of a concise sort of way. Let's walk through the quick timeline of, uh, you get the phone call to the day of the day of the viewing. How does that usually like? How does that whole process usually as, yeah. as we continue to peel yeah. back the onion and and remove the mystery from the yeah. the, the job? What what does it look like? No, that's a great question. Yeah. So yeah, it it, it almost always starts with a phone call. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and they, it, the phone call can come from various places: uh, a, a nursing home, a hospital, uh, a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, it's a phone call, and then it's. And then it's uh, what we call a, a, tra- a transfer of remains or a removal. So we've got to go to the site where the death happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we generally s- send maybe one or two people to, to do that. Uh, so the remains then have to come back to the funeral home. And then sort of during that time, we, we are in touch with that family and then s- sort of setting a schedule. Do you, do you want to talk today sometime or maybe it's late at night? Do we want to meet tomorrow? So we're, so we're setting that up. Um, that way we can sit down with people and gather the information that we need to, and then work through setting up those arrangement times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that go into that, that, that it, unless you've done it, you, you don't quite think about mm-hmm. because we're, uh, we're, we're getting information that, so we can file a death certificate. We're helping people write obituaries. And so we're talking about 
life interests and hobbies and, mm-hmm. and family members and who, who all survives still and who doesn't. And um, so there's just a lot of things to, to, to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then sort of the, the planning of, well, when's the viewing time going to be or when's the visitation time going to be and the funeral time going to be? And um, yeah. so a lot of those steps. Yep. Yeah. Um, so so you, you kind of mentioned in your, your previous statement uh, about some people just don't have what it takes. Obviously, this is something that you're dealing with a lot of emotions and you're dealing with death. How do you, how do, that's got to take a toll on a person. How do you deal with that and keep, keep that from affecting you and your family? Because I know for me, that would affect me. Yeah, and it does. I think it affects mm. us all. Yeah. Um, so I think the reality, knowing the reality that that is the case, knowing that is, is a good start. Sure. Um, because I wasn't so aware of that maybe for the first number of years. Um, but what the state of Indiana has done, our, there's an, a funeral directors association. This is a new thing. They've actually given to the members of this group uh, an, an outlet for that. Mm. Oh, wow. Free, wow. on-call people to talk to. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, because there's been a, there has been a, a problem mm-hmm. in Indiana of funeral directors not, not being healthy. Okay. Um, I'm, I've, I consider myself very lucky because I've got a wife that understands it. Sure. Uh, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a dad that understands it. And I'm working with five or six other people that they all get it. And so, you know, when we have a bad day or we have a, a tough moment, mm-hmm. it, we've got people right there that mm-hmm. said, you know, hey, I can sit down and, man, this happened today and it was really tough. And, yep. and, and I can go home and I can, you know, so I, it's nice to have those outlets and yep. you need them yep. because if you don't take yeah. care of yourself emotionally, it will, yeah. it will fester. What, are, what have been the hardest experiences? Like, like in general, if you were just to kind of describe the, the nature of the category of the things that are hardest for you personally. Well, I think the, the young, yeah. the young deaths I think are always yep. probably the hardest. Yep. Um, Cause you know, you see people in there that are my age, or, right? Right. Right. That are dealing with something that was obviously tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the tough ones um, because you, you, you know, cause you can sit there and you can say, well, this could be me. Yeah. Right. Right. And so yeah. how would I feel if it was my daughter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, um, you, the, the proximity to your own experience yeah. when it brings it just, it brings it just closer yeah. make, that makes, that makes a lot and of sense. And it's not, and it's not the natural order of yeah. life. Right. You right. Know? We're not supposed to be doing funerals for yeah. right. these people. Yep. Um, yep. So that's, I think that's pretty easily the kind of the hardest thing to deal with. Culturally speaking, Colin, and this is sort of the, we'll call it the big philosophical uh, question. When you, when you kind of look at our culture, just, uh, j- just in general, um, globally, various cultures handle, I would ha- handle death mm-hmm. in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you think we're doing with our, uh, if you give a diagnosis yeah. on our, on our, on our uh, how, we deal with, how we deal with death in general? What, what would you say? What have you noticed? I don't think it's the best. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think, um, I think people too easily think it can be pushed to the side. Okay. Um, you know, we, we, we may not choose to, to do a service right now because it's just not a good time, you know, for whatever reason. And so the service can be pushed and pushed mm-hmm. and pushed and maybe never happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a, a real good mm-hmm. way to deal with death. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are too scared to to think about death and to talk about death. Yeah. Um, it, culturally. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think that's a good movement. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we are, in a way, sort of heading that direction. Okay. I mean, COVID didn't help. No. Yeah. Um, when we couldn't gather and do funerals, and <sighs> yeah. so it was like, well, we'll do it six months from now. Well, we still can't do it, so we'll do it a year from now. And yeah. Whether that event happened then or not, yeah. I don't know, but there is sort of that mindset of, well, yeah, I understand mom died, but gosh, we could, you know, we could probably wait until October to, to, yeah. to, to have the service. And yeah. there's something I think that needs to be, mm-hmm. that needs to be dealt with there. Does it, does it seem to you that just like in a, as a general rule, there needs to be some level of ceremony? Yeah around a loss oh totally i totally think that that's a true statement yeah and i think there's a lot of research and and things that back that up Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we need ceremony we need memorialization yeah um in those moments yeah Yeah. what uh 
What is the, I feel like your profession, like there's been a lot of, for lack of a better term, I, I, I don't, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because this is my total layman uh, perspective, like innovation in the, like in your industry, right? We're always talking about various industries, you know, like technology and things mm-hmm. like that. Like things are, you know, this is the future or whatever. Is there any sense of that within, within your profession or does it feel more like a, uh, more of a kind of a set course that, that is, that is down the line? No, I think there's a lot of new things coming, um, on the horizon and <clears throat> some of it is happening on the coasts mm, okay. already. Um, so alkaline hydrolysis would be, would be something in, he's used fancy words. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued. So, I would just look it up okay. I don't <laughs> sit here and explain. Okay. but yeah. then there's there's like a composting thing that's kind of mm-hmm. going on um so i guess those would be some of that yeah i mean mm-hmm. so there's methods of disposition that we're trying to sure. gotcha i think the green movement is has been around for a long time it hasn't mm-hmm. really hit indiana much okay um but this idea of like really natural kind of burials mm-hmm. uh, which i think there's some some good thought behind that. Yeah. Uh, there's some things that I can get, get, get behind there. So, okay. So this is the other, this is the other question that I've, I, th- these are, and again, I just weird questions that I think of, um, like cemeteries, right? Like they fill up eventually. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a concern that like you run out of cemeteries, like cemetery space, or do they just find a way to like make new cemetery plots? Cause like all the cemeteries that I've been to, they've like it's very clear. Like I can see where they like. Okay, they've got this section only mm-hmm. left, and then I know that they don't own any of the rest of the property around it. Yeah. Like what? What? What will happen? What? Because we've got we're, we're getting older. Like as a as a country or whatever. I just feel like you know people do continue to die. They mm-hmm. continue to pass away. Um, what? What? What's what's the future? What's the future yeah. of cemetery space? That's what I. That's what I'm curious about. Well, from what I've been told, so there is a conversation yes. I'm glad, in the industry. Na- I've wondered nationally yeah. speaking. Yes, there is not a concern that we're going to run out of room. Gotcha right, for cemeteries. Okay, uh, I mean some cemeteries fill up, but there's always there's more. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, here in Goshen, we're very fortunate. Okay, I mean we've got a lot of cemeteries. There's a lot, space, yeah, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of room to expand. Okay, and um, um, there's actually some 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 neat things going on in Goshen cemeteries. They're looking to do some planning and, mm. and, and getting some new things kind of put in place for people to have more options. I think, I think cemeteries, when they're laid out well, and when you've got like larger ones, it, it's actually a really interesting, yeah. like historical to kind of like take the, I think like Violet Cemetery down here to like, uh-huh. it's this really gorgeous, like old wood, old wooded along the river and in the, you know, kind of through a winding road and whatever, like there is some, there's some really interesting things. Now, if you're a person that like doesn't deal with death well, or you've got like the (laughs) heebie-jeebies about Mm -hmm. all that, maybe not. But I think, I think it'd just be really, really interesting to see, you know, like people that everything fought in civil wars or that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, or you begin to realize, by the way, guys, we are living way longer, uh, than a lot Mm -hmm. of, than a lot of, a lot of people did. And, you you just you kind of gain an appreciation i think for for some of that but uh yeah i'm I, colin i just i think the uh the nature of i mean is there in your profession is there does there continue to be interest do you, is there a concern like i know in various cuz in, in any more now in in some various professions the profession is dying because there is not as, yeah. as many as much interest or or you know investment in that particular profession what does it what does it look like for folks within your industry? Yeah, well, there's a definite concern. Mm-hmm. Um, less people are going to mortuary school. Okay. Less people are graduating from mortuary school. Um, and so, yeah, there is that sort of that 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 concern there of how what 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 are we going to be able to do to get people interested mm-hmm. in in doing this? Um, do you think there might be a connection with like just how we're handling death in general or just kind of the distancing of it? Or is it, or is it just maybe um, there's just not the awareness maybe it's, or maybe a, a both. And I, I wonder, I think too much of it is people getting too discouraged. Mm-hmm. They're, okay. they're trying to get into the industry and they go work somewhere where they're not treated well. Ah, okay. uh, they're, 
maybe abused a little bit mm. too much. Mm-hmm. And so they're deciding, yeah, I don't, you know, I didn't come to work here to, to wash windows, you know, gotcha. or to, yep. to, to sweep out the owner's car. You know, mm-hmm. I came right. to, to do funeral work. Mm-hmm. And so that's been one of the issues. Okay. Um, and we're, we're looking at, at um, doing a few things in Indiana to sort of help correct that. Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, an exam that everyone has to take. And the, we're actually petitioning right now with, with the state of Indiana legislators to, of just being able to remove that test. Mm. Okay. And saying, you know, there's, there's not the validity to it. It, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't gain anyone anything. And, and that test seems to be one of the obstacles for gotcha. people kind of getting out and getting done and getting into the workforce. Gotcha. And if it's not really necessary, then right. let's just eliminate yeah. it. So, yeah. I mean, we're trying to be proactive in, yeah. in some of these things so that we can get, because there are quality people out there. Sure, sure. Um, well, they just have to be treated right and they have to, 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 to get there. Well, and you'd think that in the industry, you know, one of the things that we liked about your funeral home is this, the quality of care. So you'd think that if that's the main objective, that people would be treating the yeah. up and coming generation <laughs> yeah. right. to, for that same, you know, same way that they treat them. With yeah, care. that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. And, and as always, we see it in so many places, just the need for mentorship for, to yeah. have a, have, have positive mentorship. That was sort of built in for you because of of the of the family business, um, and and I think I think you know as always uh, to have older, experienced people investing in younger people that are they're looking and exploring because it's a good job. It's yeah. I mean it, it's a it's a it's a professional need, and, and by the way, you really do get to serve the community. I that's yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I I've just seen it as I've in my pastoral work as I've just kind of grown in that area too, and I just see them like man. When this is done well, um, this is a, it's just a very needed thing within, within a, a community. And I, I, yeah, I, I just couldn't recommend that more. And, you know, again, if for somebody that's like you said, who's maybe not thinking the traditional college route, but looking for a, tr- a, a profession, a yeah. meaningful profession, mm-hmm. a meaningful work, um, that's a, a great option. Yeah, so it would be. Yeah. Andy, are we ready? To- we, are, well, we are, but I do want to remind people first, though, that we have a voicemail number, and that's 574-213-8702. 574-213-8702. If you'd like to leave us a message about this episode or any other episodes, feel free to do it. Please, please do. And uh, unlike Colin, uh, that phone call will not come to us in no, the dead of night. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I think, so we, we have a, another guest here in the studio tonight. We have my son Eli. Hi Eli. And so um I think he should do the do's and dads pop quiz. Oh, there we say, go. Say it right here. All right, here you go, Eli. He's, 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 gotta, he's gotta clear his throat. He's gotta he's gotta set himself up. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. And now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. Nailed it. Nailed oh, it. Yeah. There, there we go. go. There we go. All right. So if you've okay. never joined us before, this is the time that we just ask our guests random questions. I mean they're on a card, but they're they're random. Yeah. And to get to know them a little better, they have nothing to do with the topic tonight. Well, hopefully they have nothing to do with the topic of death tonight, but you never know. You never yeah, know. We'll so, see. Joel, All go right. ahead and start off. Here we go. Well, this one comes up every once in a while. If you can instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? Instant expert, what would it be in? Cooking. Cooking? Yeah. Your wife is like, amen and amen. Yeah. Okay. Cooking. All right. I, I need to get a different card. Okay, I'm gonna ask the next question. No, you wanna go? Okay, you, go. It, you right. got it. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Eli no. tried hard. Eli, no. Eli, in all fairness to Eli, he did shuffle these cards. He tried to shuffle he, as he well did, as he could. But, okay. If you could undo one moment in your life, what would it be? Oh, uh, wow. So I had a paper out growing up. I like where this is going. And um, I'm, I'm out delivering papers and I, uh, I got bit by a really big dog. Oh, oh, right, yeah, right in the leg. Oh, and so for many years, I was like hard and fast, not <laughs> fans of dogs. Yes, that's so. Thus, he became a cat yeah, person. I'd, yeah. li- I'd like to rid myself of that memory. That's pretty, so that I could move on. Pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> um, uh, Colin, who is your favorite hero of fiction? Of fiction. Of fiction. What kind of a hero? You name it. You get to choose. I know it's wide open. Man, well, I was, I was always a Superman. Okay, guy, okay. loved Superman. Yeah, good. All right. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? 
I hate this question, uh, but I, in deplore is like a really strong word. Yeah. I'm not so good at communicating all the time. Hmm. Really? And yeah, that can, that can be a problem. Interesting. So I'd like to be a better communicator. Better communicator. Yeah. I've got something to say about Colin's communicating at the end here that I... <laughs> okay. And it's, no, it's going to be meaningful, I promise you. Uh, Colin, who are your heroes in real life? In real life? Well, my wife and my daughter. Mm. Why? Because they put up with me every <laughs> single day. Gotta be a hero. And they still love me. Yes. So they are truly amazing. What a good dudes and dads response right there. That's all right. Awesome. Is that a cop-out answer? No, no not at good. all. Okay, That's good. solid. All right, and the last question is, what is your reoccurring nightmare? Oh, oh man. That's okay. Tough one to end on, too. No, I've had one. Oh. So I've, I've had it many times where I wake up, in my dream I wake up, and realize that I have not attended a class for the entire semester. Oh, yes. And oh. it is now the last day. Yes. And I've got to take an exam, and I, I never once showed up for the class the entire, oh, man. The entire year. I've had that dream... Interesting. I bet 12 times. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Jack, I think my wife has had a very, very similar, it's so, a very, very similar dream. S school apparently is really it's traumatic, rough for, it's traumatic yeah. for, for all of us. Yeah. Just what I was going to say about Colin's communication. Uh, Colin, and I'm going to try to rope him into some other future speaking gigs. He, Colin, Colin is a, Colin's a good preacher, by oh, the yeah. way. He can teach, the, he, can, he knows something about teaching the Bible. So, but you know, but here's the thing, people like, and I know for me, people like, oh man, just love the communication river. It's like, well, we do have the advantage of having some time right. that we, it's not like just off the cuff, right. at least it's not, it's not for <laughs> me. I like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we have a little bit of time to, to prepare. So, uh, I, I would just, I would just say in Colin's defense on the communication side, every communication that I've ever received from him has just been spot on, spot on top top shelf sweet top shelf <laughs> thank you oh yes. boy oh boy uh, colin well thank you for joining us tonight we really appreciate your insight into a job that not a lot of people know about yes, yeah thank you yeah and and guys get with it check it out uh if you and we'll make we'll make colin uh, embarrassingly easy to find uh if you want to reach out or ask questions i'm sure you'd be happy to answer questions about absolutely your I profession think, what you do i think the more people know the better off we are yeah. that's awesome well yeah. hey as always guys you can head over to dudes and dads podcast dot com dot com there for goes, uh, all the sh all the show notes and all the goodies uh dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com where you can leave us uh whatever words that you want to share with us uh maybe uh maybe some encouraging words ideas for future shows or a strong rebuke i don't know strong rebuke, uh, wow. <laughs> whatever you want to do that's where you can find us uh make sure to like and subscribe and follow and share what we're doing on this show because it helps other people find it. So we always appreciate that. Uh, Andy, any closing words? We just ran out of music. Hey, nicely done. Oh, well, hey, man. guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, we wish you grace. And peace. <laughs>